Oh, that would be me. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Hernan Mayol, and I am the founder and chief volunteer for Apprentice Worldwide. And Apprentice Worldwide is a global award-winning career development organization founded in 2014 and now in 52 locations. So we have members in 52 locations. And what we do here is we are mentoring communities with of people that are focused in improving their career and improving their businesses. And obviously they like to do a lot of networking and meet a lot of people around the world. So we do coaching as well. Sebastian, who's around here, uh, I'll introduce him in a little bit. Let me see if he turns on his iPhone or not. We'll see. Sebastian, you there? So he's on mute. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Sebastian, I caught you. <laughs> so Sebastian is our global head of coaching. Yes. And I haven't made the announcement. Today is the first official announcement to the world of Sebastian, but you'll see him more again and he'll tell you later on what we're doing with our coaching. Uh, so we're so happy to have you guys here. Everybody here is a friend of mine. So you're, you're in, uh, in good hands. Uh, let me make a, a few more introductions. Alexandra Gonzalez, she's going to be my co-moderator. She's going to ask a few questions as well. Alexandra? Hello, everyone. I'm Welcome, Gonzalez. Alex. Um, oh. Well, <laughs> first of all, I'm very happy to meet uh, the new people. It's very exciting to always see new members. Um, I have been a member of Apprentice Worldwide for about five years now, and um, it's been amazing. A lot of great connections and opportunities uh, have come from it, so I'm very glad that, you know, we have new members. Welcome. Uh, I also work for Awesome Foundation, so what we do is try to support as much as we can the autism community. Um, there is a lot of lack of resources and lack of understanding, you know, in general in our society. And it is our, you know, commitment, uh, and our mission to try to give all these families the support and the resources that they need to become successful in their own way. And, uh, very fitting. So Alex is awesome. Like her foundation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to have you here. She, uh, she started with us in college as an apprentice. By the way, Apprentice Worldwide, um, the word apprentice is only used by the people in college. That's when normally we recruit leaders that are graduating college and we help them in their transition to the real world. And, uh, you know, we have a few here, Stephanie, Benjamin, Chris. Chris is still an apprentice. He's about to graduate this year. Um, and, and um it's funny because I met this amazing, wonderful man, Jerry, who is the founder uh, of Tunnel Vision and also the, the CEO for Catching Up Academy and Centers. And Jerry and I know each other 21 years already. And I was trying to do the math. 1999, right? 1999. Uh, actually, 23 years. 23 years. 23 years. Uh, Jerry actually probably is, is the source of inspiration 
for my work and ministry uh, that I did for many, many years. Jerry was probably my first real apprentice. Uh, he, him and I were part of a young adult ministry at a parish where he just came with his smiley face and we were a bunch of viejos to him. Uh, to him, we were, you know, 10 years older than him. Uh, and he considered us old at that time, imagine. Yet he himself um, was a leader in our ministry and then took over for a while and then continued in his merry ways, helping people around the world. I don't want to steal his thunder, but I want Jerry to introduce himself. And then I have a ton of questions for you, brother. Ton of questions. So uh, why don't we start uh, with you? Jerry, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so I have a center, as you said, I have a center that works with kids with, uh, with different disabilities, autism. ADHD. Also, I work with kids that have issues with feeding, uh, you know, that they, they have things that they can eat or they have issues with uh, the textures of it. Um, so also, as you, as you said, I, I created Tunnel Vision. Uh, Tunnel Vision is a device that I created uh, about four years ago. Uh, I'm a kind of guy that I like to think outside the box because uh, the kids that I work with, they're outside the box kind of kid. And Phoebe will tell you that. Uh, my job is to figure them out. My job is to be able to uh, make more Jerry's out there uh, with parents, uh, get them ready uh, for the child uh, future. Um, as as you know, I have a son with special needs, um, and you know I, I I get the parents, I get the parents, I get the the, the scare, the fear that we have when you have a child with special needs, um, just because of the future um, and, and about this world that that you know that we have, and and it's a challenge that we they, they have so. Um, my job is, is just basically, you know, help them out. And I work with different, you know, physical therapists, occupational, speech, behavior. Uh, I work with different people. Uh, I, I like to get uh, some information from different therapists, uh, different methods that they use, I try to tweak it. Um, but my job is to be able to find the, 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 the puzzle piece or, or the answer. Um, and that's what I love. I love my job. I love what I do. It's, it's I, Still here at work. I'm here until seven o'clock on day, so I enjoy it. I enjoy too much. Challenge. I love. I love what I do, and, and you know, waking up in the morning and doing this, I could do this every day. Jerry, tremendous. Okay, so I have questions for you. Um, I know you since you were a little kid, and. Uh, one of the things that I that I learned about you is your your resiliency, and um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family and where you came from, which I know it's important to you, and you know you dealt with a lot of uh, situations uh, with the the health of your family. So why don't you share a little bit about you? Um, well, I have uh, you know I have my my brother, and my sister, and I have my you know mom. Um, you know, learned I was a fast learner. When I was very young, I had to learn fast about life. Um, you know, in 1998, you know, my mom had a stroke and, and she became bedbound since 1998. Here, um, she's been bedbound since '98. Um, it changed my life. It changed my life, and uh, I think it, it, it opened my eyes of, of, you know, in the sense of life. Um, and I have a gift, and I always tell people that. You know, my gift is never, you know, and I need to study the gift that I have. Uh, uh, it's something that is just, I don't know, I just, it's like a, 
it's like uh, having a Kobe Bryant with the basketball. It's a gift that he had. I mean, you don't teach that. You don't t- you don't teach Kobe. You don't teach Michael Jordan. So uh, for me, I think that uh, you know my family uh, taught me a lot about you know what you do and 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 how you do things. Make sure that you do it you know the best that you can. Uh, be better than anybody. Uh, you know, challenge yourself every day. Um, and I think that's what keeps me humble. It keeps me humble because for me, uh, you know, my 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 family always taught me. My mom always taught me that you know, you always have one opportunity uh, to to make a difference. And 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 I think that the opportunity that I took, uh, risking uh, college, coming back down, leaving college, uh, full scholarship of football, uh, I took the risk. And uh, but I had to do what I had to do, take care of my mom, and uh, I'm here where I'm at now. So. Yeah. So you had, you said so. You went to college where? I uh, went to college in Minnesota, uh, Morehead State University. Uh, there for two years, and then uh, my grandma called me, told me I have to come back, take care of my mom, so leave and leave my my, my plans. Uh, as you know, what makes God laugh is his you know, tell me plans. So. Uh, his plan was different, so um, I decided to come down back to Miami. I became a janitor, and then from there, I started working at. Uh, I started taking my mom to Jackson Memorial Hospital, and then the, the the her doctor said, "Look, you're a great son. Why why don't you work at Jackson?" So I got a job at Jackson as a tech, and then I became a, a, a physical therapist assistant um, at Trauma Center for about four years. Um, and then one of uh, the girls there said, look, you know, you're good with kids. You should work with kids with autism. And this has happened 13 years ago. So I didn't know anything about autism, but I was good with kids. So um, I left Jackson and I went to, to that company. I started working with them. And then from there, I started doing my own, my own business. Um, but again, I guess it just started from, from my mom. So that's where I'm at now. Jerry, and, um, you know, so family, I know, plays a very important part of your of your day-to-day life. And why don't you talk a little bit about your family and your kids? Uh, I have a, well, I married my wife. She was, uh, uh, she was divorced with two kids. Jordan was four. Angel was seven. Jordan was born with spinal muscular atrophy. Uh, uh, you know, Jordan right now is, um, 21, Angel is 25, and my daughter and my wife, she's 13. Um, you know, uh, each child for me is different. Um, I think Angel, uh, Jordan is the one with special needs. He's, he's you know, he's he's the one that I think that it keeps me, you know, in, in the humble mode and the, the reality about these parents that I work with, um, challenging him every day. Uh, he's going to Miami Dade. He's grad. He's getting his AA this this month. Um, very proud of him. Uh, my son, 25, just has you know he's on his own. Kicked him out, so he's doing good. He's on his own. And my daughter, she could stay in my house forever, but she's 13. Uh, she plays sports. She's doing great. Uh, but you know, we, you know, my family is you know my kids. It's always about what what makes what drives you, what what challenges you, and. You know, I think that what they see, what I do, um, they understand they have to love what you do and, and you have to have the passion for it. So, um, and my wife, of course, she's, she's my, uh, she's my, the one that keeps me in line. Uh, uh, 
in the sense of you know uh, work and 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 life itself um but i think it's it's more about um keeping them you know close to god and 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 keep on making being an example for them um as a father as a as a husband and as a son i know your wife so i know she really is the hero behind you keeping you straight i know i know you're you know all over the place and maybe maybe you are your the own your own inspiration for tunnel vision but we'll talk about tunnel vision a little bit i you mentioned you mentioned god and faith a couple of times right what a, what a, how does that play into your life and how important it is in your business how do you deal with that you know well i know it's not always easy right yeah but i mean i think that i mean you know i think without God and without my faith, I wouldn't have what I have now. Uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of things that other people have. <laughs> and I think that without my faith and without God, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Um, you know, I, I get challenged a lot. Um, but, um, you know, when I, when I work with kids, I make sure I pray before I see the child. Um, And just ask God to guide me, to, to open my eyes, to see what nobody else sees. And I see things that nobody else sees. Um, and I just pray for the family also. I, I, you know, when I get deep with families, I always talk about faith. I always talk about strength. Um, you know, sometimes my office becomes my church. Uh, you know, I, I stay by my, you know, I'll close all those doors and turn off the lights and, and you know, have a moment with God and, and thank, you know, thank him for what I have. Um, but again, you know, for me, it's, it's this company or what I'm at, I don't really look at it as, um, you know, success. I look at it more as, as a ministry. I look at it more as a, as a, a duty that I have to do because I have a, a gift that I have to use. Um, if not, then what's the point of having the center and what's the point of seeing the kids? So, um, you know, I think it's without God and without my faith, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Thank you, brother. So I know we share that a lot, right? We, we, the mission found us. The mission yeah. found us and we do what we have to do to, to satisfy whatever it is that in my case, I believe in God. So that has that plan for me. I, we weren't looking for these things, right? It's not like you wake up, oh no, you know, I want to take care of uh, uh, autistic kids and I want my, my son to have an issue, my mother to have an issue. I didn't, I didn't know that my dad, dad was going to pass away when I was 26 and come up and, and, and lead ministries and, and now take care of young professionals. What, there's a point in our lives that we have to say, okay, we need to make a little money, right? And that's when I remember you and I having that conversation because we're mission-driven people, to be honest, right? And I know, I know a few here are also mission-driven people. Um, by the way, we all... Everybody here shares, shares a service of some sort. You know, how do we balance making money? When, when did you have to make that decision? You know, uh, because obviously you needed money to start the centers and, and now, and obviously you need money to, for your patents and the things. Uh, what did you do? Uh, you know, how did that develop in your life, your finances? How do you handle that? Well, I think, I think in the end, um, Money will come. I mean, if you're doing your will, you're doing your job, it will come. You know, I was talking to a, uh, I went to a school today, uh, 
to show a parent about a new school that I feel that the child would be great in that school. And a director comes out and I go, hi, I'm Jerry. She goes, oh, I know you. I know who you are. You know, you, you know you're the Jerry, this and that. Um, and then she told the parent, look, you know, this guy, if you have Jerry, you're good. You know, your kid will be okay. And, and, you know, that's what Jerry does. So I think, you know, the money will come. You know, a, you know, I started catching up, you know, seeing kids at home. And then from there, I used, I rented a, a small room, uh, like, it was a, like a bathroom size room. And I started seeing kids there. But I think in the end, it's, it's you know, there's if you focus on money, I think that your passion will go away. I think that your 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 gift goes away. Everything goes away. Um, I always tell, and we were talking to, uh, I was, you know, talking to one of the doctors from UM, and we were talking about, we had lunch, and we were like, you know, these schools, they open up so many schools up in Miami. Um, they start with a great heart because they want to help kids. They want to receive kids. They want to try to give services. But it gets to a point that, their heart becomes hard because it's now about the kids becomes a number. Now they're not, they don't become uh, someone I need to help. So for me, I, I, I like to stay small. I like to be okay. I'm okay where I'm at, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, talking about money for me, I don't, of course we have bills, of course we have all these things, but I think if you do what you're supposed to be doing, the money will come, you know, because if you focus on that, then, then you're not, you're not seeking for help helping kids you're seeking more of how many kids i need to have to pay my bills and then it just becomes about the bills and the money and and then your passion is not there anymore absolutely so then they ask me why i don't charge anything to become a member of this organization because <laughs> you know when you when you're when you are when you're doing work you don't need money to do what you love right you just do it Whatever, whatever is your, your mission, you just do it, right? Yeah. You, something will come that somebody will help you out. If you're helping people out, you know, somebody will give you a hand. I, I, I believe in that. So I just give my heart to everybody. I know you give your heart to everybody. Those little kids, why don't you share a couple of, uh, of stories about how these kids have changed in their behavior since you've started uh, with the, experimenting with the, with, uh, you know, tunnel vision. And then we'll talk about tunnel vision, where you're at and all that. So why don't you talk a little bit about where that idea came from? Well, since- Your, your methodology, maybe. Phoebe, Phoebe's still there, right? Um, Phoebe, you there? Yeah, she's there, right? She's there? I am sorry, Gunner was a little crazy in the background. So. Oh, I'm, I'm the Jerry's here. So I'm the Jerry's here. <laughs> I did, I was showing him, he went a little crazy. So <laughs> and my video's off. Um, yeah, I was looking for the picture of Gunner. Here he is in the background now. Um, I was looking for the picture of Gunner with the original. I mean, I feel like it had like ping pong balls. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> like a, a cone? Yes. A cardboard a cone? Perfect. Yep. Because my son has a lot of sensory issues. He's a big um, hand stimmer. You can't get him to, to, it's really, really hard to get him to, you know, focus. So he was one of the first. He's 13 now. He's been with you since he was three, I think. Like yeah. the beginning, beginning. Yes, yes. And I, with Gunnar, I think that, you know, with him and, and kids, I mean, I think I, I started a lot with kids that were very, very sensory. Uh, also attention. And, you know, when I started this tunnel vision, it's crazy because 
it was it was Gunner was one of my, the kids that Gunner and Enzo and other kids that I'm like, man, how do I get this kid to focus? How do I get this kid to focus? And then, you know, as Bibi said, I had two a cup and two papers doing, and I'm like, okay, how did this work? And then let me show you. And then I bought I bought a um I bought and then after that I bought a ski mask. I was at, I was at a I was at the mall and I was walking. I was walking I'm like okay, a ski mask. Maybe I can use a ski mask. So I used a ski mask and I put a cup here, and then the cup taped it up, and then I used it became tunnel vision. And you know, for me, I had to change it a couple of times. A you know, a changing it was kind of hard because the more you change, the more money it costs. With the patent, with the design, with the with the with the you know how you change it, uh, how you wanted it, um, and for me it had to be perfect. Um, so I started with this, and 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 from there I started changing it, and I started improving it more and more, and, and I started getting more results from these kids, and and more results from the parents, and the parents were 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 happy uh, to see you know fast results, and and I'm a kind of guy that I like challenges, but I like to work fast. Um, I like to be able to to prove that things work, that the things I do work, and the things I I try to find works. Um, but again, it's always trials and errors, trials and errors, and you just start learning um, what to do and how to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tunnel Vision when I created it, it was just an idea in the head of my in my in my little uh, small head. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, I think God gives me a gift just to see things. I mean, Tunnel Vision is just the beginning of what I did, I invented, but I just get visions. I get uh, I get things in my head that I see things that other people don't see. Um, but then, you know, it, it was just that challenge of how do I put what is in here in my hands? And and that was the biggest challenge for me, for my wife, for my family, uh, as you know, uh, the, you know, making something costs money and, and the patenting and the design and, and the changing. Um, so it was hard. It was hard. And, and, but now we're in a place now that we could be able to help so many kids. Now uh, we have a lot of different therapists using it. We have a lot of schools using it. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the way it started. And, and I, I feel that this is going to help so many kids. It will. Um, two questions. Two questions. Talk to me about your Shark Tank experience. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you had quite an experience with that. And then, uh, and then, talk to me about autism. And 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 uh, you know, maybe Phoebe and you can share a little bit about what autism is is like. And then after that, I'll let Alex, who who who's here, also ask you some questions. Okay. So, uh, Shark Tank. So. When I started with Shark Tank, I started with the ski mask. It was the ski mask and the and the tunnel itself. Um, and then, um, I mean, it was costing me two hundred and fifty dollars to to make this, and it was costing me a lot. And 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 I went to the to, to the whole uh, interview, and and it was just they, they wanted it to cost less. So I bought. Then I created this this one that costs way less than than the two fifty. But the challenge was to be able to prove uh them that this works um i had a, a chance to go back uh, after you know after I, i decided to change it and change the material and everything else but i chose not to i chose to go on my own um just because i'm you know for me um the device 
sells itself. Um, and and I, for me, it's just to be able to uh, give it to the right hand. And, and, and it's all about who you know in Miami and, and everywhere else. So, um, yeah, Shark Tank was a, a great experience, but it opened my eyes because for me, it's to be able to make it affordable for the parents to be able to buy it um, and, and make it fair for them. So, um, so it was, it was a good experience. It was just something I didn't have to change. And my wife uh, thought it was crazy because I had to change it again. And, and there goes another three grand, 5,000 or to change it and change it and change it. So uh, it was scary. I think the road is scary because people think that you go to Shark Tank and you're like, okay, the idea just came like that. No, I, it's, it's a process. And those people went through a lot uh, of, of um, hardship in the sense of financial. Uh, also, you question yourself about is this the right one or this is is this is this right? So I think that you, you get challenged with that. But you know, in the end, you, you just make a decision of what you believe in your product, you believe on your what, what you make, and 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 be able to say, okay, this, this works. Um, and then with the autism, um, I'll let Phoebe talk about that because she's very good about that because she's been doing dealing with it for thirteen years. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I can speak for autism, um, but, you know, just like Jerry said, um, you know, each kid is, is just like every kid is completely different. And, um, I think with my son in particular, um, there were a lot of cookie cutter methods applied to him. He's, he's 13. He's still what they call non-speaking. Um, so we use a device. We've been through four or five programs where we've settled on the last one, I think, LAMP. Um, but, you know, most of it is being an advocate for, for them. Um, but to get back to autism, I think the, the most frustrating thing was they're like, well, if we lock him in this desk <laughs> and we ask him enough times, he's going to speak. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that didn't work. So what else you got? Well, no, that's what we have. And that's what's going to happen. And let's stop every behavior. And, you know, um, I think I ran into Jerry in his first office. That's the one that you had, right? I'm in South Miami. And I think he would go on the elevator. And my son was like, ah, you know, like really upset. And he's like, I have an AB. I didn't even know what that was. um, Because it takes a minute to catch up. So long story longer um you know he was like okay well gunner seems like you know every it was just completely different i mean there was a point when he only wanted to swim in the ocean but he would not walk on the sand and jerry filled his entire office with sand and everybody had to walk in the sand you know like things like that you know i have 900 stories like that so um you know he my son wouldn't eat so then it was like get him on the trampoline make this course and every time he went from the trampoline to another thing he liked he had to take a bite of food yeah, there was another thing with the pool to talk about. I'm sure you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, um, it's about treating each kid individually and helping them, you know, and understanding that the, just because they have these behaviors doesn't mean that they're not okay to have them. That, that's who they are. They're, they're autistic, you know, but sometimes the behaviors get in the way of things like learning and sometimes um, there are safety issues, you know, you have to worry about. And in that case, you address those behaviors, but you don't try to take the autism out of the child, which is, which is, you know, it's a battle and you gotta, you know, get down and dirty. And I know Jerry, I'm like, you know, in the middle of the night, or we've gone through a lot together. Um, and I own my own small business. I actually didn't really know what this platform was about. So I'm reading about it over here, but, um, so, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, 
it's it's just you know they they're living in a little bit of a different universe um that they have that they go to and they they it's exhausting for each and every person with this disability to have to acclimate to our world so you know if you can give them tools to use to help themselves calm down and and know that it's going to be okay or give them breaks where they need to stim um those are those are the people in the industry that i'll talk to <laughs> because you know uh, to be honest you know it's it's uh and jerry has always been that shining light you know i think i don't know if i called you that the autism whisperer you know it's like what well let's you know everything out of the box everything out of the box which is how it should be you know um so that's my take on jerry <laughs> Yeah, it's great because, I mean, I, I, you know, when my job is you become personal, you become, you know, Evie knows, he'll call me at 8 o'clock at night or he'll call me in the morning, Jerry, he hasn't, he's having a tantrum and what do I do? And, and you know, for me, I don't mind getting those phone calls because that's my job. You know, a lot of people say, okay, I work from uh, 8 and 5 o'clock, I'm done. Do not call me, do not text me. Uh, my, you know, I got other kids, they're my kids, you know, so... You know, it's, it's about that. It's about becoming the, the part of that family, you know. So basically, I mean, Jerry's, I mean, people's houses, like pictures. Well, because we, you know, a lot of it also is, you know, he does all this work and comes up with these crazy solutions. Even the device that we're talking about, like trying it on Gunner with the ping pong ball and a toilet paper roll and the whole thing. But if I don't reinforce what has been worked on at home, then what's the point? <laughs> You know, it's and so I, I know it's been, you know, like it's hard in all cases if if we don't follow through. I mean, Jerry's making a massive effort. So, you know, it's important that so that, you know, half the time I'm like, what were you, what did you do today when this happened? You know, and and I mean, he, they don't really see each other anymore, which makes us sad because it doesn't work out. You know, he's 13 and in a, a school a little bit far, but for sure, I always put him in a Jerry camp because they need to reunite. And then there's always some behavior or something that we can work on <laughs> and it's like picked up like that you know like okay you know he hasn't seen him for two years doesn't matter you know um so that's it's like lifelong you know i feel like yeah it's just, just it's like i think it's 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 so much of you know and, and, and we talk about hope i think that's why we as parents with a child with disability that's all we have is hope you know that's all we have i mean we hope that things get better or because in the end, we all not going to be here. So it, it's, it's that for me. Like, for example, I have a child with special needs. Um, I don't know if you remember Jose, uh, big kid. And his, past, his dad passed away of cancer. And now, you know, he's in a, in a nursing home. Um, but he's doing great. He's doing great. I go visit him. I, I'm still, you know, dad said, if I'm gone, you take care of him, you know. So my job. You know, so in the end, it's that. It's, it's in the end, it's it's me being able to be there and see what happens. You know, I mean, it's, it's about the, you know, when you have a child with special needs, it's all about the ride. Because that ride is going to take you up, down, and sometimes it stops. And then you go, why did it stop? And then it keeps on going, going too fast. You know, you just try to just stay on the ride. And that's the goal, it's staying in the ride and being able to, uh, Help your your son or your, or your daughter in, in, in the in the world that we live in, and, and get them prepared for the life itself. It's funny that you mentioned that, Jerry, because you know we we um, adopt them into our lives, 
right? It's not really a job. You mentioned job, but it's really, they become part of your family when you're, when you're doing work, when you're doing ministry work, right? I, by the way, I remember having conversations, deep conversations with you till three, four o'clock in the morning, trying to figure out life in general. So there's nothing more beautiful than, than knowing that you put a little bit of yourself in those people that are that are in need of of your of your of you of you. It's it's, it's you know you have a special gift. You're you're just giving it, right? And I remember you and I. How many times we had to sit down with young adults that had major issues from dealing with prostitution, drugs, right? And and being there for them, and sometimes picking them up, and sometimes getting going to jail and taking them out. And uh, you know I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> that much now with uh, you know the, the work the work that we do with these professionals but it's just the same type of investment of your of your life uh, is what makes you successful um, and, and I commend you for that it's just something that that you can't you can't bottle right it's it's like an individual thing and it, it's just you yeah. so thank you brother okay Alex I know you you're in the autism world as well. So uh, why don't you ask uh, some questions and then maybe share a little bit about, about some of your examples and maybe ask questions to Jerry about those, those kids as well and what he would do. Yeah, um, well, so I don't necessarily work with kids like as a therapist. I am more into like giving projects to school and you know taking resources for them to do art projects and experience art their own way so I mean you sound like a very creative individual um Jerry and I'm very intrigued as to kind of understand a little little better the the concept and maybe for everybody who's in the zoom um what exactly do the goggles do for the person like I know that it makes them focus but I mean I just can't like I have never worn those goggles so I kind of want you to explain like how it feels maybe uh what is the experience okay so um well, there's kids with autism kids with ADD and ADHD is very different so kids with autism they don't like things on their face I'm not alone but they don't like things on their face and they don't like things they don't like to wear hats Um, for example, I have a new child named Alex. He did not like television at all in the beginning. I mean, he was, forget it. He did not like it. Um, just because it's for them, it's a sensory issue. Um, so what I would do is I would get something like this and I would count. And basically what it is, I mean, it's different for everyone. But my goal for him was to focus. It's all about focus. Um, you know, okay. instead of taking, you know, stimming away it's not happening it's not that it's just the focus part of it so you know if a child needs to be able to focus on a task or or coloring or beads or give me eye contact i use tunnel vision so what this does is it, it just takes away any distractions around them um but what i do is a child that just start with me like alex he has a hard time doing it it was like one two three four five six seven and ten I do, i'll count so what happens the child is focusing on the counting Than the goggles. Mm -hmm. So once I fade away that, then he starts understanding that what we're trying to do. Once that happens, then we use the strap and we do the we do the whole thing with one, two, three, four, five, six, and ten. Um, just because in the end you want to start limiting the tunnel itself and say, okay, we're not we're just yeah. focusing so much at the tunnel, but we're focusing on the counting. Um, 
so the, the feeling of it, the feeling of it is all you can do is look forward. There's no distraction. So I could get a child to do puzzles or something that he really likes. So you always want to just do something that's reinforcement. So he likes puzzles, he likes beats. And what that does, it helps the child to say, okay, I like what I do, but I'm doing it with a tunnel. And then you start challenging them with the tunnel. The tunnel is not meant for the child to have forever. You have to fray away from it. My concept is about the muscle memory. It's about memories, about them remembering, okay, I have to start and finish, start and finish. And that's the goal. It's for the child to start and finish, but also for the child to give you eye contact. I think the eyes is everything. If someone is talking to you, not answering. Totally. I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no um, social skills there. So the goal is for the child to look at you and say, oh, I want this. Okay, I want this, Jerry. Instead of saying, can I have cookies? And I look at you. Um, mm -hmm. So what about that social skills? Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's worked for different kids. I use it for uh, T-ball, for typical kids. I use it for kids to ride bike. Um, it's just, I, I use it for different things. Uh, speech therapist uses it more for them to, to get child to focus on their lips. Occupational mm -hmm. use more for the fine motor skill. Uh, physical therapist use it more for the balancing. Um, so everyone uses it differently. We have different uh, therapists using it. Um, and I get different experience from them. Um, like every, everything else is not a hundred percent of everything. You know, people say, oh, this, I didn't have a good experience. I have a bad, you know, a bad experience. And I learned that. I learned from okay, okay what, what is what part is you not like it? Okay, okay, what do we do different? And that's why I had to change it a couple of times because for me it was okay, we have to change the strap, we gotta change the tunnel, okay. The tunnel's too wide. Mm -hmm. The circle now their eyes are, are more together. So I get their feedbacks and I started changing it. So the concept of it is just to focus. It's just to be able to focus, start something, finish something, and be able to uh function. Well, that's amazing. I, I really think that's an amazing thing. And um, our organization, I mean, we're always looking for ways to innovate and ways to improve, um, you know, the community in general. So I think that it's very interesting. I mean, I, I'm, my, my head is going like 100 miles per hour right now on, you know, things that we could do together. And hopefully uh, we can talk another day about that. But I think that that's an amazing idea and an amazing concept. Um, and I want to talk also a little bit about your academy. So is that like a school um, well, or is it like a therapy center? Oh, so the academy, thing, I, I wanted to open a school. That was my plan to open a school and because everybody like, yeah, open a school. You know, it's just got too complicated to open a school because, you know, when you put too much in your basket, it's going to be too heavy. Yeah. To and for me, I felt that I'm going to lose my touch. Um, and, and I think that if you ask me what's my fear, my fear is to lose my touch, my, my gift. And I think that um, I did decide not to open a school. Um, so, and, and all these things, the stories of all these directors that have the school and the headaches that they have, deal with, and I might forget, I'm not doing it. Um, it's just too much, too much, too much. Um, yeah. So what we, the center is more of a services of, Phoebe, well, Phoebe will know, Phoebe will tell you, that, you know, they, they go call me different things on me, you know, your speech or your occupation or your behavior, you know, uh, you know, for me, it's, I, I use everything. I use a little bit of speech. I use a, bit, a little bit of, of behavior. I, I use everything. Uh, you know, for me, my concept of, of, of college therapy, it's more of, you know, if I have a kid here that comes here, a 13 year old child has issue with eating. He wanted to commit suicide because he, there was too much pressure for her about eating and, and the family was this 
we're in too much pressure. And, and in two weeks now, she's eating rice, chicken, hamburgers, dirt, everything. Um, am I a speech therapist? Yeah. No. But I could, keep, I, could get, I could teach a kid how to eat. Uh, you know, you have a child that has an issue with uh, sensory, with haircuts, with nail cutting, uh, all the, the things I do. Is, am, I, am I an occupational therapist? No, but I do those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, parents come to me, I tell them, listen, my job is to help you kid and show you results. Um, as Phoebe knows, she's been through a lot of different therapists and a lot of parents that come here have been to so many different therapists. Um, and they will tell you, you know, uh, Jerry's different. Jerry's not that guy. So, um, yeah, this is a, a standard that kids will come in with, with different behavior issues. Uh, and I'm talking about things that you're like, what the heck? I mean, cutting the hair, cut kids' hair, cut kids' nails. Uh, I think Gunnar had an issue with cutting nails. I think so. He got everything, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think the one thing, too, is obviously, you know, as life marches on and you, your child is going to different schools and it was getting harder to see Jerry, it didn't matter. Every shadow that Gunnar has ever had does not get hired unless he goes and spends, like, two hours with Jerry and my son, period. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's difficult in this industry. Um, I know especially, like, ABA agencies are getting a lot by private equity and sometimes personalization gets lost and I think it's important that um, yep. there are more therapy centers like Jerry's um, at the end of the day my son's not speaking um, do I think he needs to does he see a speech pathologist right now no he doesn't because they don't there's no time in the day he goes to school everybody's ABA but I you know told the director of the school my son will not be continuing unless the teachers are willing to take the training session i can get the vice president of the tech company to bring the devices and train everybody and she's like 100 percent on board it's mandatory so now you know because it's so hard you have so you have to fight and fight and fight and if there's yeah. two nonverbal kids per every class and they're not all in the same device what are the, you guys doing all day like how are they possibly mm-hmm. communicating and it's not about him being taken out and working just with a speech therapist in a queue for 30 minutes. It's about him being able to communicate and be a participate in the classroom with the other kids on his device as it should be, you know? So I think, um, you know, definitely South Florida is making great strides or certainly behind, but if it's not people like Jerry or even myself, you know, constantly fighting and also saying, look, this will make everybody's life better. Like this, I'm sure the teachers work so hard, their lives are exhausting. If they cannot communicate with the child yeah. or have it two ways, what's the point? You know, sorry, in the background. But, um, so I think, you know, I, you know, Jerry, up until last year, Jerry had a shadow, I mean, Jerry, Gunner had a shadow 30 hours a week. And so the last one, Jerry, you know, David, he lasted a very long time because he would say, okay, well, this is the game plan that's off the books because insurance won't allow me to do X, Y, and Z. And then this is what we, these are the tasks that we work on the books. It's kind of ridiculous, but you know, you, 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 you get those people that are like, he's, he's like, he's amazing. And he was a young kid and he's like, wanted to go meet Jerry. And I think he went a few times after that and observe, you know, um, so. That's amazing. I mean, you are that that commitment is very necessary especially from the parents you know I think like sometimes for me is it's really hard because I get a lot of parents that come to me and and they come to us for answers and a lot of the times you know therapy is not enough 
or sometimes it's too much so then you know you have to balance it out and I am not a therapist either but you know so guys because I'm I'm conscious of the time and I do I know Jerry wanted to talk a little bit about uh the tunnel vision Indiegogo campaign and also he he has somebody that's helping him with the campaign from the very beginning and professionalizing that Jerry, tell us about the campaign, what you're trying to accomplish. And also, you, you talked about a friend of yours that, that helped you out. Talk about uh, if he can introduce himself. I don't know if he's here. No, I don't think, I don't think he's there. Okay, so you want to talk about your campaign and what you're trying to accomplish? Yes. Uh, you know, right now, we, it's like a it's like a GoFundMe type of thing. Um, but now, you know, uh, Kickstarter, it's like a Kickstarter type of thing. So... Uh, right now, we're trying to raise $75,000, and that's basically starting the train and get uh, to start making tunnel vision. Um, and, and the goal is to be able, once we start doing it, um, is to be able to spread it as far as we can. As you know, I've been to Colombia, Brazil, uh, Panama, Af South Africa. Uh, I mean, we're supposed, I was supposed to go to South Africa uh, two years ago, but because COVID, something happened, but... Um, I've been to different countries and, and a lot of different countries. Mexico is using tunnel vision. So we're trying to give it as much. We're trying to spread it as much as possible to, to the hands of the therapist. Uh, we also have an app that is going to help parents or therapists or teachers uh, how to use tunnel vision. Um, but yeah, right now we're trying to raise $75,000 to start uh, production um, and, and, and be able to, uh, to you know, put it you know, worldwide. Um, You know, as you as you know, things are kind of crazy in this world now. But you know, we have faith that it would happen. Um, and, and the goal is to be able to spread the the word and 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 be able to get people connected. So I want everybody here to think about how we can help Jerry out. If it's if not financially, of course, we would like for you to anybody to give anything to Jerry just as a testament to you know, to, to, to just uh, thank him for what the work that he's doing. But most importantly, if you have friends of yours that are interested that either either have autistic children or have people with special needs that understand the importance of these things, share it with them as well. See what they think. Jerry has the, can give you feedback. Uh, he's very open about all these things. And and I know many of you, um, at least the people at Apprentice, I know you're, you're You know, we can find ways to fundraise a little bit as well. We'll figure some some way of doing it. Maybe, Alex, we can do that in, in the next couple of weeks or months. Oh, well, not in the next yeah. couple of months. In the next month or so, we can do a little fundraiser to help Jerry out. But, I, would, um, I would love to, to talk to him about it. Um, Jerry, if you would like, I mean, that's what I do for a living. We are a nonprofit. So um, I have a few ideas in mind and, and we can we can collaborate with you to to get you to that goal so if you would like you know we can set up um set up a meeting i'll drop my my phone in the chat and then you can text me anything yeah i'm very because <laughs> i'm very bad with the technology but i well i'm bad with technology but i have some good people here that that are good with technology so we'll, we'll figure it out Any questions for Jerry? Please, the questions. One minute, because we, we only have five minutes. Uh, again, Jerry, if you want to put your phone number here as well, if anybody has special questions for you on the chat, but anybody that has a question, I know Nalisa had a question. 
in the time of COVID, um, and I know that you said the whole technology thing, right? So uh, a lot of these kids need social emotional learning to be able to like actually grow and 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 from other students as well and, and kids just interacting, right? And, and a lot of these kids don't, um, I think another thing that I had encountered is a lot of kids are not diagnosed uh, properly uh, the right way. And so my, I have two questions. First, what are the recommendations that you would provide for social emotional learning tips for people like families that want to help but don't know necessarily how to improve that? Maybe not necessarily like TVs, but what kind of activities uh, can like parents and, and adults do with children that would be able to allow them to have fun and not um, be scared in any way is the first question. Um, and the second question is about how would, what's the best way to get diagnosed or to find out if your child has uh, either a learning disability or is on the spectrum for autism? Well, when, when parents come to me, they, you know, some, some, some kids come in without being diagnosed yet. As you say, sometimes kids are being misdiagnosed. Uh, you know, everyone has autism. Um, something, you know, um, but you know, I, I don't diagnose kids. Um, so when parents come to me and saying, "Look, Jerry, you know, my child has this and this and this issue," I go, "Look, my job is to figure that out and try to fix it." Um, so when it, you know, the diagnosis is, is, is a, you know, UM card is awesome. UM card is a great place that people go as Phoebe would know Phoebe will have more information about you know where the parents will go and uh, parents to parents is also a great place to go yeah. early steps is like the first first place even before card and then they do like the sort of um they sort of guide you to a neurologist you do all these tests testing or so early steps if they're young and then they typically then you get assigned to someone at card um and if you need I can introduce you to like the assistant Jennifer DeRocher because I work with her a lot and then, um, and then parent to parent becomes like an advocacy place that sort of guides you through every single uh, benefit, school IEP, all the kind of things that you're supposed to be de demanding that you don't know you're supposed to be asking for. I actually kind of did it all myself. I'm not from here, I'm from Connecticut. So I was sort of leading blindly. And then now um, I've actually met everybody at parent to parent. So I always recommend them, you know, they'll, they'll be with you. You know, my son now is at a, the new charter school. So I want to talk to you about that because she's super open. I could bring that device in on Gunner and then we could see about getting like a school contract. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, the so I already sent her your thing. So I'll talk to her next week, but um, cause he pinches and bites when he doesn't want to do the schoolwork. So, so maybe they'll it's it's funny because he never pinches bite me. <laughs> he does do it to me. Have you but seen I, instances where there have been? Because I saw that a lot, especially in communities of poverty. Um, are there more like free resources or there funded places for people to be able to? Because like I would hate when they would be like, "This kid is a bad kid" or something like that. Yeah. And a lot of the result of parent to parent is, is trauma, and a lot of it is. Um, these kids are expressing themselves a lot of the stuff with violence and anger and outbursts because they're not able to um, properly be helped, right? I think, I think look, when, when I get kids, like for example, I have a child now that came for testing and, you know, he hits his two-year-old daughter, I mean, a daughter, a uh, sister, um, he's hitting his mom, he's hitting his sister, he's hitting his grandma and his, and his dad. But at school, he's perfect. Um, so, 
the big change was he's seven years old. He was a lonely child. He was the star of everything. Then the little sister came in and took over his, 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 you know, his spot. And, you know, I always tell parents, you know, always remember this, the first child stays the first child. The second one is learning from the first child. So the reason why he has those behaviors is because his, your attention now becomes the sister. So that's why he's hitting his sister. That's why she's kicking his sister. So my job is to find the why. Why, what, what changed? Or what did change that that child started doing that? So with that child that I'm working with now that I start next week, you know, is going to their house, seeing what's going on. Because, you know, 67% of the time, I'm dealing with parents more than the child. Because sometimes I always tell parents, look, what you're doing is you're affecting the future. You're taking care of the present now. You gave him that, but in the future, he's gonna get worse because you're 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 doing something that the behavior became. This is okay. So, um, you know, I, I think the parenting has to do a lot of. Uh, I love I love doing uh, workshops for parents. I love doing workshops for teachers. So I think uh, parents have to get involved with that workshop. Um, I think as Phoebe knows that you have to get involved in the society of autism and or or Down syndrome or 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 it could be from from different organizations that that you have to get people's feedback. Um, I get parents by word of mouth, uh, by the doctors or by the parent. Um, they'll tell you, look, this is what it is, this is who it is, this is what he does. And that's the best person you get uh, refers to from, from the parent. Um, so that's I think this in, in, in country, Go ahead. In, in country, when, I go, when I go to countries like Panama and Colombia, they don't have a lot of resources, a lot, none. I mean, I go there, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? I went to Panama and the, lady, the girl has six different therapists, six different therapists. And I have to fire out of six, I have to fire four. We, we, because they were all doing the same thing. It was like, why do you have six? So sometimes people think that having more is better. I'd rather have one good one or two good ones than have 20. You know, so um, in the countries, you know, I'm supposed to go to London in, uh, in June um, because the child is moving down here. And we have to figure out what's going on over there. But he's a severe case. So I have to see the child's environment to be able to help. You know, the child could come here, but if he lives in London, I have to see what's going on in London. So I could train the therapist. So I could train the teachers. So I could train the parents. So when I do travel, I train everybody. That's why you're effective. I think uh, what you do, because you make it about the family environment and look at the root cause of it. And, and I think that that's, it's so funny because working with kids, the parents will come when they see that you're really helping their kids, right? And and that way, so it's so important and it's from word of mouth. So it's like, it's trusted, the yeah. community trust you really, really have. Um, and the parks, Thank I just you. want to share with all of you that the public park in Miami-Dade County have programs so that um, uh, adult, young adults and children can participate uh, with different with county parks uh, th that support these initiatives and help them with um, volunteer work and jobs, really. Okay. Jerry, um, where can people find out more and where can they contact you? Everyone contact me by phone. I don't give, I got my personal phone call, my personal phone number. Uh, Which is what? It's 786 738 2141. 786 738 2141. I don't do social media. I know I should, but uh, I don't do social media. Um, uh, you know, I have a catching up Sorry. Facebook. 
Um, Could but, you repeat your phone number, please? Oh, it's right there, 786 738 2141. Thank you. I guess the social media aspect, you know, you could go uh, catching up uh, at Facebook or Instagram. You could get me there too. Um, but I'm not so in, you know, involved in that. Um, my, my thing is, it's, it's just the parents. The parents are my, my social media. You know, they're, they're my social media. They're the one that, that spread the word more than anything else. Excellent. Um, guys, out of respect for everybody's time, we said we're going to be here an hour. Jerry, we have his phone number. If uh, I'm going to send that out to everybody that registered. We're going to put it in the, in, the, uh, in the chat as well. I want to give it a shout out to everybody that came. Delia is from Venezuela. She's from Venezuela and she's here. We have Sandra from Chile. We have people in Boston. Uh, Andy is in Miami. We had somebody from Brazil join Tampa. So, you know, you wanted a worldwide audience? Here it is. We're going to start here uh, for you, and we're going to share the, the uh, whatever we can do to, to help you out, Jerry. And, you know, I love you, brother. Um, anything that we can do to help, we'll do. You know, my people are, are professionals, right? executives. We'll find a way of doing it. We don't give up on our people. Right. This is not our day to day thing. I know you. This is your thing. Right. And, and, and you know what? The most important thing for me is that you know that I that I love you and that we care for you and that we want you to succeed. And, you know, we won't give up. We'll we'll find a way. All right. No, no. Good. Good. I mean, if anyone contact, just text me. Say, Jerry, this is who I am. And I'll keep your number and, and text now and then I'll, I'll just save your number. And if any questions. You know. Excellent. And I'll share this recording with everybody so you can have it as well. We most likely are going to upload it on YouTube in the weekend. Um, but, you know, you know where to contact Jerry. You have his phone number. Anything that you need, I'll give you a couple of minutes to scan this QR code uh, for my information as well. Most importantly, yes, we, we have 20,000 things on social media. Uh, we have a very active team all over the world. Delia is doing marketing in Venezuela. We have 15 industry groups. And 52 locations. We have a team in Africa, teams in Latin America. They're all having fun, meeting people, learning. And that's what we do here. If you have a heart to help the next generation of leaders get to where they need to go, you know, this is the place to be. And you just call me. You know, my contact info is here. And we'll figure out where to place you to help. We only need your heart. We don't need your time because we make time whenever we have to help people. Right? That's what I tell my mentors. Thank you, Hernan. Thank you so much for always taking your time to have these incredible leaders and, and to give us an insight of like what's going on. Thank you, Hernan. Well, you, you, you will learn soon that it's not about me. Right? Erna, Life is not about me. Erna was the, the one that signed my logo when I first my catching. So he signed my logo. He just he designed this. And I'm like, man, I have to find a logo, Ernan. And he just picked this one. But we, we, we started having different ones. But then this is the one that he picked, and that was, that's the one I, that I stayed with. So Hernan, you know, me and Hernan, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while that we've been, you know, we have a relationship. But in the end, it's, this was about, I think that, you know, we have to, you know, the way that we're living our life now and the way the world is now, I think without people, we can't make it nowhere. So it's, it's about everything else. It's who we know and what doors can be open. Thank you. And uh, Sandra, your brother told me that you're, you're Sebastian's sister. So 
Very nice to meet you. Phoebe, I pray, I will pray for you. I'll add you to my prayers as well. Um, and and I, I really appreciate what you do. Um, you know, we, 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 we don't struggle. We all have our struggles, but you have a different struggle. I commend you. It's not that easy, right? I don't have that. Uh, I have to deal with other stuff, but not that. That is a day-to-day -day ministry, and you have to commit to that. It's it hard. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and then Andrew is kind of quiet. I saw Andrew. How you doing, Andrew? Everything good? Andy, put your camera on. Are you there or you're hiding? Show him your shirt. Show him your shirt, Andrew. Do you see the shirt? You should be able to see it. Is that I, like, I like his shirt. I like your shirt. I trust God. Do you? Question mark. <laughs> what about you? What we about do. You? All right, guys. Oh, I see Delia. Delia, finally. I like your hair. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Nice to meet you. All that. Awesome foundation. Awesome foundation. Don't forget about Alex. Awesome foundation is doing awesome things as well here in Miami, and she's uh, she uh, and I will. We'll get, we'll grab Jerry and do some sort of fundraising event. We are actually going to be in Coral Gables this weekend in uh, the festival, music and art festival. We're going to have some kids painting on booth and fun games for everybody. So feel free to stop. It's free entry. It's been a lot of fun. Anything in the chat that we can? Is there anywhere that we can find more information? Yes, I dropped the LinkedIn of the foundation on the chat um, and my phone number. So if anybody has any questions, um, you can feel free to text on, on LinkedIn or text me directly or call me. All right, guys. I didn't want this to come in the recording, but Thank I'm going to go watch Batman. Batman and it's coming out today, so... Catch you later. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.